documentation. That's the word. Podcast. This is level 91, Geekscape Heroes. That's right, we are back with another episode of the Geekscape Games Podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape.net network. I'm joined, I'm Shane O'Hare by the way, I'm joined with Joshua Jackson. How are you doing tonight? Hey, good. Hopefully, Hoping that no one tries to break into our house while escaping from the police. Yes, yes, that is a major concern. You don't live in South Central, you live in West Hollywood, right? Uh, East Hollywood, yeah. East Hollywood, West Hollywood. I'm not that effeminate. <laughs> um, you did you notice that um, on last week's album art, I put your head on the girl. Yeah, I did. Okay, all right, good, good. good so good. I'm glad you pay so. I'm glad you pay such close attention to detail. Yeah, and I was on Luda, so I mean, I'm pretty hood. <laughs> that sounded uh, completely convincing. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, completely convincing. Um. On the uh, top of the hour, I do want to say that uh, we are sponsored by Loot Crate. Uh, go to lootcrate.com slash geekscape and use the promo code geekscape to get a discount on your crate. Um, and you can actually pick a few crates. Um, but the main one, the Loot Crate this year, the theme is coming soon. So they don't have anything yet. So I can't run the copy. But Loot Crate is for the main items. theme this month is speed, right? No, that was uh, September. Oh, okay. So because I just September. got I just got that in the mail yesterday, so I thought that was I thought I was going crazy. I was like, wasn't that last month? But maybe not. I guess it is. Yeah, actually, um, that actually ties into the next part of my copy. But uh, it's uh, four to six items in every crate, fifty dollars plus retail value. It's all licensed and or exclusive content. Good shit. If you order by the nineteenth of the month by nine p.m. Pacific, you get that month's crate. So if you ordered by September 19th by 9 p.m. Pacific, you got September's crate, which was speed. Uh, so you have until October 19th to get um, October's crate. And uh, they have, you know, all the other crates, you know, the DX, which is bigger, loot anime, loot gaming, loot pets, loot wear. Uh, and they have some property specific ones. But please help us out. Lootcrate.com slash Geekscape. So, it should be Geekscape.com slash Lootcrate. Yeah, we, 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 we could... I, I think we could probably get that 40. We could probably forward that. Um, so, uh, not a lot going on this last week, um, but uh, we got a lot of little tidbits. The uh, top of the list for us this week is Hideo Kojima like, formally responds to the announcement of Metal Gear Survive. And um, I want to um, get the... He was at a panel at TGS and basically said, um, I can't be further from this this has nothing to do with me it isn't in my mythos it's not part of like my storyline uh and he uh, punctuated this statement with if it was my game there would be a lot more mechs in the trailer um <laughs> i thought that i thought that was cute uh it's you know he's you can i'm still getting the feeling that he's really jaded and just doesn't like um you know uh konami anymore but you know who does you know who does like konami so um do you, do you have any comment other, other than, like, you know, I'm not surprised that he responded with uh, with that statement? Well, I mean, first about Konami, it's funny because I've had a lot of friends this week saying, is it okay to still, is it possible to still hate Konami but love Pro Evolution Soccer? So uh, that's pretty much the only thing that they're well, still coming out with, right? Yeah, and you know what? I'm actually, I've stopped getting PES 
like updates. Like I, I used to get Pro Evolution Soccer like press releases like on the reg, and I haven't seen one in a while. Yeah, so, honestly, I totally forgot it was coming out until I saw people talking about it. Yeah, but, I mean that's been that's pretty much their only mainstay that they still have. Well, let's hope that uh, I, I don't know. Like I, 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 I hate seeing established entities like this go away. Uh, like when THQ THQ dissolved uh, and sold other properties, that was you know disappointing. That was sad. When Atari dissolved the first time, that was sad and disappointing. Um, you know these these um, mainstays of the industry um, going away. It's just kind of like it feels empty. You know, little indie. You know, not to knock indie developers at all, but seeing little indie developers come and go. Um, you know, I don't lose sleep over it. But you know, I, I don't want to see Konami go away. Uh, I just wanted them to see their get their fucking shit together. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, as far as they're concerned, they do have their shit together with their very lucrative um, pachinko machine line. Hey, man, you know, money's money, and you know, if you got to make money that way, you make money. Um, another way to make money is to apparently sell uh, features from 1991 in your 2016 game. Uh, Street Fighter V is finally. Getting a versus CPU mode uh, with the, uh, uh, is it Urian or Urian? I always said Urian. I have no idea. Okay. With the Urian character update, uh, who is coming back from Street Fighter 3. I didn't even, th- like, I knew that they didn't have a story mode and they had, like, limited, you know, playability. But I didn't even think that they would not include player versus CPU. That that just boggles my mind how much of an incomplete game got released. Uh, it's... I, it's honestly, I don't like to throw the word disgusting around, but it was a dis- that's a dis- disgusting oversight. It's like, I mean, it was good of them to finally get around to it, what, eight months after launch? Yeah. Like, and, and that was probably the most disappointing thing to me when I got it, because, like, you know, a lot of the detractors or a lot of the defenders, I should say, were saying, like, well, you should do more research. The thing is... There was no research to be found about how much it was missing because obviously the press releases and stuff and the trailers aren't going to say, oh, we're missing basic features, you know? It was just one of those things that you just kind of took for granted and expected it to be there because why wouldn't it? Yeah, and, exactly. I, I, I am shocked. Yeah. I expected it to be there. And I've stopped following Street Fighter V like, over the last couple of months and I kind of assumed it was there already so when i read the press release and saw that they were touting that it's finally coming i was like huh it's good that they finally got around to that i guess but yeah like i guess to so i'm not completely negative um urian was always an interesting character they were um they were kind enough to put him in a full suit this time since he's pretty much just wearing a speedo in street fighter 3 uh but he uses like a lot of really interesting barrier attacks that's kind of different from anybody else who's on the roster right now is he a charge character i actually don't remember because i don't think he was but Mm. i don't remember it's been a while since i played street fighter 3 and i should remember because i used to use him a lot but i I have no idea then again it might not even matter because they completely changed a lot of people in street fighter 5 but um aside from the versus mode and urian they're also adding the daily challenges which is giving the people who've exhaust well it gives everybody but especially the people who exhausted their way to earn the in-game fight money to buy the dlc with the in-game currency it gives them a daily challenge to be able to um to be able to earn extra fight money daily um by completing those missions the thing that was again though that was disappointing about it was when i was reading it 
I was kind of excited that they were going to bring in a new way to get money. And it said that the challenges, though, can range anywhere between 100 to 5,000 fight money, depending on the challenge, which if you're unfamiliar with the game, one character, one character costs 100,000. So say even if every daily challenge is the maximum, which is 5,000, that would be what, 20, 20 daily challenges that you'd have to do. So 20 days. Yeah. And then when you take into account that it can be anywhere from the 5,000 to a hundred, like worst case scenario, and they're all a hundred, you know, that's a thousand days. Yeah. A thousand days. So, I mean, it, it depends on, it depends how it plays out once it's implemented, but it kind of on the surface looks like it could end up being an empty gesture because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're going to pick and choose your favorite. You're going to pick and choose your favorite unlocks to use your in-game currency on. But when you run out of in-game currency and they keep releasing content like they're planning, eventually you're going to have to break down and just say, you know what, screw it. I'll put the fi- pay the $5 here, $10 here. And that's pretty much what they're counting on getting their money from. So so, they, like, so the game was $60 at launch, right? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> so it was, $60, it was $60 at launch, no story mode. No, like it had, it had like prologues. Like it's not... Com- I guess I'll back up a little bit. It's not completely accurate to say that it had no way to fight the CPU because you could play the prologue stories, which were just like two fights per character that would give just like this like very, very basic background on them on them before the actual story mode was supposed to come out like four months after. But the reason why that wasn't sufficient was that the CPU was like automatically on the easiest setting with only one round instead of the typical two round setup. And they would literally just stand there and let you beat them to death. Like I, I've stood there just to see wh- how long it would take them to kill me. And usually the timer run out and would run out and they would beat me that way before the, before they would actually <laughs> KO me without even fighting back. So it was just like such an empty mode without a way to practice against the CPU. So I don't know. This whole game has just been a nightmare, I feel. Like, it, um, and, and it's enjoyable to play, but I still have a hard time being enthusiastic about it because of just how long it's taken to resemble a full product. Right, exactly. It's it, uh, it's the the worst case scenario, worst example of this egregious, um, uh, you know, modern day games not coming out, you know, finished. It's 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 really surprising. It's shocking. So yeah, it's. Yeah, there's not a there's not a whole lot left to say. I mean, I mean, good I could, for you, Ryan. Everything else sucks. I mean, I could I could throw out some fucking buzzwords and some adjectives, but it's just gonna be a uh, more of the same, more of the same. Uh, what's not more of the same? Well, I guess kind of more of the same. Um, we got a trailer for the collector's edition for Sonic Mania, and it is um very tongue in cheek, trying to make fun of like old '90s retro ads and like infomercials um they got a vhs filter and like you know a guy spilling juice on a um (laughs) couch it's super cheesy um the uh actually i want to see how much it uh the uh, collector's edition costs it comes with a big ass statue of sonic on a um uh genesis platform a ring um and a dlc code and um yeah, it's uh, the collector's edition is seventy bucks. So I mean, that's a, a huge, huge console, and the um, you know the the metal ring, you know the you know golden ring. That's cool. I think it's pretty. Um, I think it's a pretty uh, good value. Um, I might pick it up, but you know I don't fucking have room for fucking hedgehog. I kind of want it just for the ring, which is kind of dumb because the statue is great. But I don't know. Even though it's just a 
piece of metal painted gold that's just kind of cool to be able to say you have one of the sonic rings yeah yeah um i i do want to point out that uh two things i want to point out um whoever's running like social media for sonic the hedgehog is so tuned in to just everything um like um there's like kind of a meme uh, the whole vaporwave aesthetic, you know, the word aesthetic, but like spaced out um, with, a, you know, double spaces um, in that like 90s retro futurism, like irony. So they mentioned that in the um, in the description, but also like the, the whoever's running the social media for it, like Twitter. Um, I remember um, when um, Mighty Number no. 9 came out and they tweeted that picture of like, oh my hey, God, it's better yeah. than nothing. Like. <laughs> They are they are seriously on point. Uh, so I got to give them props for that. At least at least you know there's some creative effort going into social media. Man, didn't they set off like a mini firestorm over that though? That was fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> like everyone's like you like you have room to talk. When's the last time Sonic released a good game? <laughs> and everyone just getting pissed off over nothing really. And um, I I do. Uh, I have to, and I'm a huge Mega 64 fan, and you know I'm gonna fucking shoot them praise up and down. Um, but they have perfected the VHS filter in their videos. Um, w- watching this one, there's like a pseudo VHS filter or like distorted like cassette tape filter on the commercial, but you can tell it's like the built-in one. Uh, I applaud everybody to watch the be- Mega 64 behind the scenes for um, Kudaragi's way. Um, yeah, yeah. Hold on, fuck. Hold on, hold on. Kudaragi's way. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, Kudaragi's way. Um, the 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 behind the scenes for it was um hilarious. And but the way they they show how they got their VHS filter, long and short of it is they have a a, a DVD VHS combo um uh player. They'll burn an HD copy of the uh their video to the to the VHS player uh to the to the to a disc then burn it to the VHS player and then play it on a different VHS player and manually mess with the tracking. And then they'll film the TV with a camera. So it's always a unique VHS filter and like distortion. And um, I, you know, I've, I've always noticed like, Hey, theirs looks really, really good. And um, <laughs> their, their roundabout <laughs> way is, is, is like, it's really impressive. Yeah. That's actually really cool. I hadn't, I didn't even know you could do that. I, well, I mean, you fucking do anything, but like I, it always fooled me. Um, uh, <laughs> Lego Batman. Yes. Uh, uh, we got some new Lego Dimensions stuff. Uh, and I, 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 I will admit, I, I'm so disconnected from this. I have no idea what the fuck's going on. Um, so you tell me. You tell me. Uh, yes. So uh, so backing up a little bit, Lego Batman or uh, Lego Dimensions when it came out last year came with Batman as one of the default figures. So I guess some, they sat around and were like, how can we sell Batman again? Thankfully, Lego is coming out with the Lego Batman movie in theaters next year. So, the next story pack featuring the DC characters is going to be based off of the Lego Batman movie, which was announced prior, but they hadn't shown anything of it yet. But um, in one of their recent news releases, they revealed that it's going to end up coming out in February near the uh, release of the film alongside the Knight Rider pack, which is going to come with little David Hasselhoff and Kit. So... Let's see. So basically what's going to happen is that the Batman story pack, it's not going to come with Batman. It's going to come with a new Batmobile and then Batgirl and Robin, which is kind of funny, too, because Robin was in the original game, but as an NPC. 
and they're coming out with the Teen Titans pack also. But Robin was like the only, well, no, he's one of the Teen Titans characters that they hadn't shown yet. So I was assuming that, you know, it was going to be the same Robin from all of those cases. But now that I'm looking at the pack, what, um, I'm, I'm forgetting the name. What's the, what's the female Robin's name? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Oh, fuck. I'm drawing a blank. Time to consult the book of knowledge. Hold on. Female Robin name. Um, and you're, you're bumping your mic around pretty, uh, pretty, uh, actively. So. Okay. Chill out. Right. Um, I'm so excited about this Lego Batman. <laughs> uh, we got Dick Grayson, Talon, Bruce Wayne Jr., Deathwing, Red Robin, uh, Carrie Kelly. Probably. Uh, yeah, sure. it's Carrie, Carrie Kelly, the redhead. Yes, it's well. The, here it's brown, but whatever. It it can't be anyone that I. It can't be any of the male Robins. It doesn't look like it. Actually, I've oh. never seen this design for Robin before, so maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Carrie Kelly because she wears the goggles. Okay. Is that who they're going with the, the Lego Batman movie? I'm assuming since it's based off of the... I don't fucking know. Yeah, good question. I mean, it's not like we heavily cover comics on our show. I mean, on our <laughs> website, but... um. But, but but what do I cover? I barely write as is. I'm barely... I'm music, barely holding... Music Mondays? <laughs> music Mondays, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, there was... Music Mondays next week is going to be lit because stuff came out yesterday. Um, But next week is going to be lit. But... um. I barely can have my fucking day job held together in my life. So what <laughs> makes you think I can fucking follow comic books? Let alone, let alone, uh, fuck, what's her name? Carrie, Carrie Kelly. Hold on, let's see. Yeah, Why Carrie do so many Kelly. comic book characters have to have, like, the first and last names with the same letter? I don't get it. I mean, like, Carrie Kelly, Bruce Banner. I'm sure there's others that I'm not thinking of. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> The m- Man, why is everybody going to follow the same norm between these two? <laughs> <laughs> Peter Parker. <laughs> if you give me more time, I'll think of like two more, but I'm, <laughs> this isn't the comic book show. But aside from Quit them... Quit jiggling the mic! <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I can hear it, the recording is going to be like nuts, and I, I, I got to go in and fucking manually remove those bumps. Let's put it down! <laughs> Get a headset. I have a headset. Just tape the tape. It the, doesn't have the mic on it. Just tape the mic to your forehead. <laughs> but the bat the Batman set's also going to come with. Or it's not coming with. Sorry, they're selling separately Batman himself. But it's Excalibur Batman. And it's like silver armor with a sword, and he comes with a bat horse. Bat horse. Yep. And I'm pretty sure I read and I was reading that it can transform into a bat raptor. Ah. Oh, so yeah, so that's how they're going to be selling you more toys in February. Disgusted. Yeah. Disgusted. Um, the last bit of like super quick news I want to cover, and this is just a bullet point, um, but in the Bioshock Remastered PC version, um, all of the problems that were in the original PC releases are still there. Like missing 5.1 surround, um, mouse smoothing issues, like buffering, um, resolutions, like Everything that was broken um, in the original PC versions didn't get fixed. <laughs> so what you're saying is it's a faithful recreation. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's an absolutely faithful recreation. <laughs> 10 um, out of 10 oh, would buy again. T- 10 out of 10. Or 9.5 out of 10, too much water. Um, wow, that was poignant because it was underwater. Um, actually, one last <laughs> like 
thing that I really want to cover is uh, Blizzard is getting rid of the Battle.net uh, name. Uh, they're not getting rid of the service. They're just getting rid of the name. And their logic is that there was a... Um, fuck, I'm trying to think of like a $10 word. There was a... Uh, uh, fuck, I'm, there was a split. Like <laughs> People didn't like... There was so much of a split that like not everybody knew that Battle.net was a Blizzard thing. They thought they were separate um, ecosystems. And um, fuck, I can't remember the word. What the hell is the word? Um, it's a good word. Uh, so it's the best word. Yeah, it's it's not needed because back in the day, like Warcraft Two and Diablo One, like you needed to sign up for Battle.net. But now it's expected that every games are going to have online integration, so they're going to get rid of Battle.net and just make it Blizzard. So kind of you know kind of sad to see a, an institution going away. But um, you know, there's uh, enough of a uh, um, uh, fragmentation. That's the word. <laughs> <laughs> Did they say whether or not every? I'm assuming everything's going to carry over still, or are they going to do any do anything differently, or are they it's just changing be- the name? Just change the name. Get rid of the name. So, yay! Yeah, or not, I just yay. signed up for I just signed up for Battle.net too. So had to um, go what? away right when I started using it. Now I'm going to be confused when it's called Blizzard. Talk about wait, wait, what did you? What did you sign up for? No, um, I signed up. I just linked my um, PlayStation Network account to my um, Overwatch account, my ah. Overwatch name or whatever, my record. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, see you. We got some NX news. The uh. CEO of Ubisoft, Yves Guillemot, and I do have to say it took us 15 minutes to verify the pronunciation of Eve's name because it was bugging the shit out of me. And it might so, still be wrong. Yves Gil- no, no. <laughs> I watched an interview with Jeff Keighley and him to get the pronunciation. So if Jeff Keighley got it wrong, fuck Jeff Keighley. Oh, let's get that hashtag trending. Fuck Jeff Keighley. Um, the, um, uh, <laughs> I feel like a certain audience has already got that going. Yeah. Um, is there coming on Jeff Keighley subreddit? <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be. <laughs> um, the, the the interesting quote from Eves is, uh, I think, once again, the interface is very attractive. It's a machine that will be easy to use for all gamers. They've built in something that will give us a chance to really have a different experience from what exists today. That's what I like, that they've come with something new that is adapted to what we actually want now. That has me worried and excited. Um, I would say that the number one third-party publisher for the last two Nintendo consoles is Ubisoft, because Ubisoft publishes a lot of fucking shovelware, like a lot of shovelware. <laughs> um, and uh, so he's excited. He's mentioning that it's a different experience than what exists today. So that's got me worried that, like, okay, it's it's not the hardware is not going to be on par. Um, there's going to be a bullshit API that developers are going to have to write for. There's going to be a bullshit barrier entry or bullshit accessory or bullshit like interface device like motion controls or the tablet. And I'm not saying the tablet isn't cool, but it's completely like uh, we didn't really need it. And it, m- most games don't utilize the um, the tablet. Uh, there's probably like two or three games that I could think of that made it feel like it was a vital part of the of the game. Otherwise, it feels like it was just tacked on or just there because it has to be. Absolutely. It's so much so that I expected Splatoon to be, you know, playable on the tablet. So I didn't have to hook it up to my TV. I could play it in bed. And then when I found out, like, oh, you actually need the tablet, that was a surprise. I was like, what the fuck? So um, <laughs> that's got me worried. but. Um, he says they will come uh, come with something new that is adapted to what we actually want now. 
that gives me hope that maybe it's not going to be this completely useless interface or the machines are going to be on parity with the other machines. It's I'm mixed. I'm mixed. What are your thoughts? I'm mixed in multiple ways. Part of the uh, in what, one way. Uh, are you half white, half American? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so it goes with the territory. I mean, that's I have to be mixed. Um, but as far as <laughs> <laughs> no, but as far as the comment, um, it's for one part of it. I'm like cautious also because of, for pretty much the same reasons you were saying. Like if they're really going to push the, I mean, and it doesn't have to be like, one doesn't have to be exclusive to the other, but if they're really pushing like the innovation factor, it's like, what ways are they going to end up? Cause you know, what's going to happen eventually is that people are going to say that they're alienated by the, by whatever new quote unquote gimmicks that they add. And yep. not every, a lot of people are going to be unsatisfied with that because let's face it gaming today the majority of the audiences they just want familiarity that's why call of duty sells so much every year yeah and even if it's good like i'll defend the original wii until i'm blue in the face but fact of the matter was a lot of people just rejected it because it was so different and because it they would rather sit down with a dual stick control and play something that reminds them of what they've played most of their lives as opposed to trying something new so and that aspect can i can i play devil's advocate uh arguing that statement um dual stick controls work um and and i i agree with your first topic but i'm just playing devil's advocate yeah um so don't build that wall just yet um (laughs) dual stick controls work they they exist for you know a reason the you know the it's anybody can pick up a controller and it, it, it just works. You have the, the four face buttons, you have the, the joysticks, you have the shoulder buttons, you have the D pad, um, and then you know any ancillary you know additions. It it just it just works. So Nintendo doesn't necess- doesn't need to, to innovate in ways like you know the motion the Wii motion controller or the the touchpad. Um, it's it it reminds me of shit like the Super NES mouse. Uh, but them shipping the mouse with all SNESs and making that the mandatory input device. It's like okay, like you have a you have fucking you know eight buttons and a D pad. It works for a reason, mm-hmm, right? And then That's I guess just my to, devil's advocate. Yeah, and then I guess just to respond to that is, I know a lot of people who completely dismiss the Wii because of similar reasons for what you're saying, but majority. The majority of first party and really well designed third party stuff made it so that the motion controls did work really well. And on top of that, there were a lot like even more so even more so than the Wii U games, I think, that use the motion controls, which admittedly are few and far between. But the ones that do use them are kind of um, are kind of more strict with it. But Mm -hmm. a lot of the games that came out throughout the Wii's life cycle let you plug in, you know, the classic control. So you weren't really forced to use it. But a lot Mm -hmm. of people... I don't want to. I don't want to say ignore necessarily, but I guess just knowing that the motion control was pushed as the main format kind of left the impression that that that's not necessarily that that's all that it had to offer. But it was the fact that there were yeah the yeah that like the fact that there were alternatives that gave them a more traditional experience were often ignored just in favor of the comments like oh Wii Sports isn't a real game or Wii Fit's not a real game. And then when something and, and, good would come around, like Monster Hunter or Tatsunoko versus Capcom or um, Resident Evil Four with the motion controls, or um, 
or like so many other games, it would just be like, oh, I wish that was on PlayStation. Yeah, and it's like, but no, you can you can play it traditionally. Um, yeah, I even think Nintendo realized that when Smash Bros came out and they um, had the GameCube um, adapter, it, it and then released first party GameCube controllers. It's like, hey, let's go back two generations and pull something that that was the last time that they were on parity with the other consoles with their input devices. Um, fucking, you know, four face buttons, shoulder buttons, and two joysticks. So I think Nintendo realizes it to a degree, um, but they're just, uh, they're, they're Nintendo. They can fucking do whatever they want. Like, yeah. like, we, like we said either last week or two weeks ago, um, I think it was you that, you know, um, fuck, who was it? Somebody, like, somebody was ex- like expecting, you know, a Mario runner when they joined um, the mobile games, but, you know, they released Mitomo, and then, you know, a few weeks later, or, you know, a few months later, they released, then they released the Mario Runner. So you're never expecting, like, Nintendo does what they want. Yeah. They, you're always thrown for a loop. Yeah, pretty much. And then the um, the other part that I'm skeptical on is that I'm skeptical about Ubisoft's uh, enthusiasm, just because they, them and EA both kind of were saying all the same things about the Wii U, and then the second that the launch figures weren't what they wanted it to be, they pretty much pulled all support immediately. So... They'll pre- they're pretty much just they're not going to badmouth anyone, obviously, but at the same time, they're going to go where the money's at. So the NX could end up being a fantastic console. But if it doesn't sell, you know, Ubisoft's going to be out of there as quick as they were the first time. Absolutely. Uh, well, I don't know. Like Ubisoft always they always had, like I said earlier, they were probably the most dedicated third party developer for the um, um, the platform. They always had, you know, Wii U edition, Assassin's Creed, Wii U edition, this, um, you know, Zombie U was a launch title that got ported to PlayStation afterwards. So, yeah, I, I feel like Ubisoft and Nintendo are the closest friends. Yeah, well, I'm still I'm still sore over the whole Rayman thing, if you remember that. I, I don't that like I think it was Zombie U was like the launch title mm-hmm. and then. Rayman was supposed to be a launch title, but it got delayed till February, so like three months. And then when the Wii U's sales numbers ended up being poor, they, like, I think a week or two before the release date for Rayman, and keep in mind, again, this was supposed to be a Wii U exclusive, and during a time where the Wii U didn't really have anything else coming out, I think that and LEGO City Undercover were the only two games coming out for like a while. And I think it was like a week or two before launch, they delayed it until September, and they outright admitted that the game's finished, but we're delaying it because the Wii U's underperforming. So we're going to make it multi-platform and release it on Xbox One and PS4 or, or PS3 and 360. But we want them all to come out at the same time so that people will buy the PS3 and 360 versions when they come out instead of buying it on the Wii U now. Yeah. So they delayed they it essentially six months. For like no yeah, fragmentation. <laughs> so they they pretty much delayed it. They delayed a completed game to be able to sell it on other consoles. So that kind of upset a lot of people who are like really anxious for the game. But Hey, you know what? You know, at least it balances out in the universe when they put out unfinished games, you know, looking at you, Assassin's Creed syndicate. <laughs> now what's the hell? Like I haven't been following Assassin's Creed since unity because of that whole debacle. And this is a little off point, but what the hell is up with all these weird, smaller games that have been coming out lately? Like on PlayStation plus, I just, or on Xbox games with gold. I just got, Assassin's Creed Chronicles China like what the fuck is that um they're um little side scroller like they're they were originally designed for like iPads um and that that China one was an iPad exclusive then it was on PC but they're like little tiny self-contained 
um, side-scrolling adventures where you're kind of like um, hiding in the the foreground or hiding in the background and like sneaking up on people. Um, they're uh, they're just you know I guess let's consult the book of knowledge. Um, they're just kind of shovelware. Okay. I wouldn't say shovelware because they're good. They're good. Um, but they're like low effort. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's see. Hold on. Uh, Assassin's Creed Pirates, Memories, Chronicles, Identity. Uh, Pirates is a mobile game which was released on iOS. Blah, blah, blah. It just follows a pirate. Okay. Memories, mobile game released on iOS. Card game, Chronicles is... Oh, okay, so Chronicles is a series. That's what it was. Because I know that there was a Russian one and a Chinese one, and then there's a India one. So... Yeah, they're just they're just side scrolling games. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Like but they come out of the like Vita. It did. Oh, I think that's where I first saw it. I thought it was just like a Vita exclusive, but I then I remember those don't exist anymore, so I got confused. I think you know what? Um, hold on. I'm I'm going to log into Steam because is Assassin's Creed Rogue on PC? I don't know. I know that they made a big deal out of it being a PS3 and 360 console exclusive, but I don't know if it ever came out on PC. Let me uh, let me consult the Steam Marketplace. But while you looked that up, I did want to mention one more thing that we didn't add on our set list that I completely forgot about, but I thought it was important. Um, they announced the Bayonetta Amiibo this week. Did you see that? No. Yeah, yeah. They It was the two-year anniversary of Bayonetta. So on Platinum Games' website, they did a little write-up on, of like, you know, the normal stuff, like how appreciative they were that Bayonetta was, is so beloved by the fans, and they never thought she would exist in a three, in a in 3d form like in real life and then they showed a small like picture of like her basically the lips on the amiibo so they formally announced the amiibo they didn't say when it's coming out but everyone's been talking about the oh sorry go ahead do they do they have like a are these pictures i'm seeing of it in case like are those the real ones or like do they release did they release final products no as far as far as i know there's no final product images unless they've released them since the article came out but I haven't seen uh, every, anything since, so I can't be sure. I don't think so, though. I'm looking right now. But even more exciting, I think, which not as many people are talking about, it seems, is in the same article, they announced or they released a set of like new tips for Bayonetta 2 that was going to allow you to unlock new characters and weapons that they said nobody's discovered yet. And the first thing my wife asked me when I told her is, are you sure no one's discovered it? Because I'm would I would think someone data mined the game by now, but as far as I know, no one knew about it. But it's like this weird, like really like obscure, like old school password system where it's like you had to go to specific unmarked doors in the environment that otherwise you can't interact with. And you have to make her stand in front of these specific doors and knock on the doors three times by tapping the gamepad. <laughs> and then it would then someone would open the door and ask you for a password and you'd have to put in like a up, down, left, right. Like it's supposed to the imagery of the buttons you push is supposed to make the Platinum Games logo, supposedly. It's like up, down. It's like left, right, up, down, X, B, something weird like that. Mm -hmm. And then when you press that, they give you the option to buy like a super secret item or super secret character for like an absurd amount of money. But then they also released a way to unlock new bonus stages that let you farm like huge amounts of money so you could buy this stuff. Mm. So you could play as the the guy who runs the shop who is a secret boss but you haven't been able to play as him before and then they let you play as her sister jean and you could play as the villain of the game too and on top of that there's a few new weapons one of which is a chain chomp so <laughs> it's pretty dope. It's, oh 
It's given us all a reason um, to go back to that. I've I only played um Bayonetta two up until the like second level where um you were on top of the plane mm-hmm. fighting. I, I just it just didn't keep me engaged, and I guess that's the same reason why um uh when I got DMC HD version um because what I oh, do I still have it right here I I I I guess pulling out the box as a prop on audio podcast isn't going to add anything um but um, you can bang it on the desk and we'll know it's there um i uh when i played it on the 360 i got i beat the um the raptor news level and then i haven't gone back like i bought it and i played it like probably a couple hours but just haven't gone further so maybe it's just, just that style i don't know i don't i, I don't know like it's it's on my list of shit that i've bought that i haven't fucking played Dude, Bayonetta Two is a really good game, though. If you you like, really need to play it when you can, okay. and you can play it on do the I, game do pad. I need, do I need to play Bayonetta One? Because that's what I was doing. I was playing through Bayonetta One, and then I was like, eh. not really. I mean, there's there's a story, but you know, it's like an action game story. So who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I mean, yeah, there's so, nothing major. All right, I, I was playing Wind Waker HD in bed, um, but maybe I'll start playing Bayonetta in bed. Yeah, it sounds like um, an appropriate game to play in bed. Yeah, um, and there is not uh, official picks of the amiibo released and assassin's creed rogue is on steam for 29.99 sounds like 24.99 too expensive Mm. uh let's go real uh super fast um the pokemon company confirmed that they are going to have a um nx game um and uh that's it they said they said a pokemon and a mario game in the first six months or something yeah but that was old news the pokemon anyway uh, and, um, there's, um, I, I don't really want to dwell on too fast, but they announced version exclusive Pokemons and new features for Pokemon Sun and Moon. And if you go to geekscape.net, check it out. There is a fucking confusing flowchart of how, like, how to move <laughs> shit around. I, like, I saw that. I was like, okay, what the fuck? Okay. So you got the Poke Porter, but then you can like deposit and withdraw into like your Poke Bank, or you can move it with your 3DS. Like I, I saw this flowchart. I was like, all right, fuck it. I don't, I don't. I don't care. I, I absolutely don't care. Now, I have to mention one thing about this stupid flowchart thing. I don't get how they said everything's going to be uniform. Everything goes through Pokemon Bank. So Pokemon Red and Blue eShop versions can transfer. You know, X and Y can transfer. But why? I can understand with Red and Blue because it's such an old game. And it's actually kind of amazing that they're letting you transfer between those games at all. But why are they still making it so that there's no way that you can move your old Pokemon back to X and Y from Sun and Moon if it all goes through the same bank program? Like, I mentioned this too, and my wife was like, well, because there'll be new moves and new abilities in the new games that they won't be able to take back to the old games. But you know what? You, you could just make it so that if you transfer it back to the old games, those moves just get de- automatically deleted. And the reason why I say I know that they can do that, because they did that shit back in like 2000. <laughs> when Pokemon Gold and Silver came out, if you transferred, say, like a Pikachu from Red and Blue to Gold and Silver, and then if you wanted to transfer it back, it would just lose those moves. You wouldn't not be able to play it out at all. So it's just amazing that 15 years later, or however long it's been, 20 years, they still don't have a way where we can not render our old games completely obsolete or ha- or be forced to leave stuff behind that we want to use. So I mean, does it matter though like are you going to want to pull sun and moon pokemon to x and y we don't know yet but i'll tell you 
what's happened on previous games. Well, not just that, but in black and I think it was either in diamond and pearl or in black and white, there were abilities that you could get on the old games that you weren't able to get on the new games. Gotcha. And so people were upset because they really wanted to say, put this hard to get move on their Eevee, for example, but Eevee could only learn it in black and white. And once they transferred it and it, it was since it was a, such a good move, it took a while to kind of grind out. Mm-hmm. So it was like either they had to they had to put in all that work and never be able to use it on the old games again, which also had some exclusive features and battles that were really cool. Or ah. if they didn't know about if they didn't know about the move or whatever, and they had like a really good Pokemon and they're like, oh, that move would be good. They have no way to be able to transfer it backwards. All right. Understandable. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, uh, last bit of news. There was a new uh, trailer for Zelda Breath of the Wild that kind of shows off the cooking mechanic. Uh, I'm getting mad Monster Hunter vibes from that. Um, Looks pretty cool. Uh, This game is just shaping up to be, you know, the perfect app. Game of the year. That's it. Game of the year. Game of the year 2017. Yep. Game of the year 2016. Better than Uncharted 4? (laughs) Fuck Uncharted 4. (laughs) It's funny because I'm, you know since we're kind of like getting close to the end of the year, I'm starting to kind of brainstorm off and on about what are my favorite games of the year. And Uncharted keeps popping in my head only because I know that's expected. And I'm sure like every other outlet's going to have Uncharted like all over the place for their lists. But I'm thinking about it. And I don't even know if I would put it in my top 10. No, no. Listen to our like special edition, our bonus stage where we just deconstruct Uncharted 4. And I feel like we should make like the like the worst games of the year list. Mm. Like we should do that because that's probably in the top five worst games for me this year. Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't mention that either. Like I played some real shit this year, so yeah. <laughs> Uncharted Two. I mean, Uncharted Four wouldn't come anywhere close to worst games I've played, but it also <laughs> wouldn't be in my best games either. Um, well, before we get into the games, we've been actually let's just uh get into the games we've been playing. Um, section. Um. I uh, uh, the big thing I've been playing this last week was the uh, Are you okay with going to the games we've been playing segment? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, the last big thing that I've been um, playing this week was the uh, Rise of Iron DLC for Destiny. Um, I went to um, I went to GameStop and I picked up some physical codes for PlayStation Plus because they they still have the um, um, the discounted like dollar amount on them. So save that. Um, but, uh, I was, I had some GameStop credit, so I was looking at some, like, used PlayStation games and some used Wii U games, and I saw, I saw the Nathan Drake collection, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'll get that, I played, I played Uncharted 4, I hated Uncharted 4, what the fuck am I doing, (laughs) like, why am I picking this up? Um, but, um, I, I do want to say that, um, uh, I am the proud owner of the, uh, Squid Sisters Amiibo, so I will be coming on these shortly. Looking forward to the subreddit update. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, Rise of Iron. Um, it is not worth thirty dollars. It was um, it's overpriced. I would say I, I would have been more comfortable buying it for twenty. There's like three or four story missions. Um, That's it, really. Like, How long do they take? It's like I think um, I was playing with a friend, and I think we wiped like only a couple of times. It was it was a couple of story missions, one strike uh, or two strikes. It was it was. We beat the story super fast in like a couple hours, um, and I felt like yeah, the, there's all these extra quests, and then the raid trailer just got announced today. Um, but but really, thirty dollars for you know 
less than an hour's worth of new dialogue, a couple of new areas, like and some some quests. It was I felt pro- not profoundly ripped off, but I, f- I felt fairly ripped off. That being said, I'm I I'm enjoying everything. I'm my character is behind, like because I didn't even hit hit the light limit um, during Taking King, so my character is kind of behind the eight ball. But the same thing, I had all these good weapons, I had all these good all this good armor, and now instead of having these legendaries that I'm fighting with, I'm rolling with blues and greens. So it feels um it, it's always disheartening to like see all my like wonderful gear go. Um, uh, I, I like it. It's cool. Um, they broke, um, with this update, they broke the public events. You know, like if you're floating around certain areas, like public events show up like every 15 minutes. Well, it broke. So there's an exotic quest from Taken King that I needed to do public events for that I just can't finish. So that's, that's a problem. Um, it's, you know, it's destiny. The core mechanics are fun. The grind is fun. Um, there was a really cool boss mission where um, there was a uh, an ogre that was invincible, and then a uh, uh, a war priest, uh, a fallen war priest, so that you had to kill. So you had this invincible boss that would OTK you um, instantly, and then you had the other boss that you, you actually had to kill uh, that was controlling it. So that mechanic was pretty cool. Um, all in all, I'd say it's a little overpriced. There's plenty of extra content i would have liked to have seen more story missions i like playing through those missions um and the uh the raid goes live tomorrow morning at 10 a.m pacific but uh yeah that's kind of um that's kind of it for um uh for destiny i mean it's fucking destiny um i made the mistake of logging out of the servers and then logging back in when it went live (laughs) so instead of actually being in the game i got uh my uh, the friend I was playing with when she logged in, she was at like twelve thousand or twenty eight thousand, and then was moving down, and then I was at like sixty thousand, and I was getting down, down, down to like you know twenty five, and she was at like fifteen hundred, and then all of a sudden just kicked us both out. It kicked us out a few times before I went to bed and gave up. I was at like two hundred sixty eight thousand in place. <laughs> like the, how long the did queue, it take? Um, the servers didn't, uh, she said she woke back up and tried to log in at 3.30 a.m. our time. It went live at 1 a.m. and she still couldn't get in. Um, so it, I didn't play until the next afternoon. Uh, but yeah, I was seriously, it was like hundreds of thousands of people in line in a queue. Uh. So good job. Good job, Bungie. You know, keep it up. Good job. It's pretty crazy. What you, I'm, what have, I'm actually uh, surprised that it still has such a huge, uh, player base. It um sorry I was taking a drink. It it it's the um this the MMO thing. It, it's the MMO revival. You know, uh, World of Warcraft goes down to like eight million subscribers. Legion comes out, they shoot back up to twelve million for you know six months, and then it dwindles back down. Right. Uh, so I mean, I fuck I didn't play Destiny for months, uh, and you know I fired it up right away. So it brought me back into it. There's a lot of cool stuff. Um, you know the the new set pieces uh, are really dope. The game is pretty. Um, I would have liked to have seen more content. Uh, the last big expansion, uh, Taken King, offered a new subclass. This doesn't like really. It doesn't really like add like any big other than like new gear. The big the big update is like the plague lands area, which are just frozen mountaintops. But I would have liked to seen another like big addition, like a new subclass. But that's just me. Uh, I'm I'm happy with it. A little overpriced, but uh, yeah. Zoe's next year. Yeah. Well, Destiny 2. 
Yeah. What are you even, what are you even, what are you even playing? Uh, nothing particularly new. It's been a really busy week for me, so not too much time for games. Uh, mostly still playing uh, some of the side quests on Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Uh, more Overwatch, where I've actually had some really good games. There was one where I think we were 0.5 seconds away from losing, and I dashed in with Diva to hold on to the overtime, and we ended up moving on from that point to win the whole thing, so I was pretty happy with that. I love it when that happens. I, I love it when that happens. And we pretty much walked the payload in from that point all the way to the end, too. Like, they didn't really stop us again after we got it off of that initial uh, the in- initial objective. So that was really cool. Um, and then other than that, I since, like I was talking about last week, I'm trying to also, aside from the Game of the Year stuff, trying to keep in mind the Waifu of the Year list. And Let me everyone... know when you start writing that, because I, I want to have, like, you know, guest mentions. I'm going to have, I, I want to... Yeah, for sure. I probably it probably won't be for until closer to the end of the year, but I'll let you know for sure. Um, Absolutely. But I know everyone talks about how great Fire Emblem is in regard to waifus. So I've been trying to get back into Fire Emblem Fates from the beginning of the year. Um, I was stuck on this one mission for like the longest time and I finally beat it. So I'm now steadily advancing, got to the point where you had to since I had the collector's edition, I got to choose which path I wanted instead of it being predetermined based off of the version I bought. So I'm pushing through that. I picked the birthright path, which is supposed to be the easier one. But main reason I picked it is just because it sounded like what made the most sense story wise. But um, after I get through that, there's a two other stories to go through. And hopefully I'll be able to finish it sometime soon. But it's not looking like it if school keeps being crazy. But it's fun so far. I've always sucked at Fire Emblem. I hope that changes now. Is that it? Yeah, pretty much. Hmm. Um, Oh, I... Um, I um, did pick up uh, an older Steam game called Don't Starve Together. Uh, I've been playing that with a friend of mine, um, and it's... Uh, are you familiar with Don't Starve? Yeah, I have the PlayStation version, but yeah. I so only played it a little bit. Don't Starve Together is just basically Don't Starve, you know, multiplayer. And uh, we've been, uh, you know, we we played it for like an hour or two. It's really fun. Um, I, I, I definitely feel like I need to read up on it. Um, uh, and learn more of the mechanics and like what to do and what to hunt around. I'm kind of bad at these like survival games. Um, like I was, I, I immediately think of Minecraft, but the reason I'm bad at Minecraft is because I just get bored and the shit that I build is just fucking glowing swastikas in the sky, which is, <laughs> which you... is, uh, yeah, indicative of my <laughs> sense of humor. Did you ever, uh, did you ever play Lost in Blue? Lost in Blue. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Lost in blue, lost in blue. Shit, hold on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to consult the book of knowledge yet. Oh, God, I wanted this game. I wanted this. Okay, I gotta consult the book of knowledge. Lost in <laughs> blue. Hold on, hold on. Um, oh, the 3DS one, right? Yeah. Or the, just the DS one. Just DS, yeah. Yes. But, um. Yeah, that was like another. You were talking about survival games, and it made me think of that because I was really into it. But then you know how the DS. And I think the 3DS even from the DS all the way up to the 3DS and the DSi and all of that had that problem where if like dust gets in the shoulder buttons, they just become completely unresponsive. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like apparently it's really, really sensitive. And that's been a problem since the old fat DS all the way up until the new 3DS, uh, new 3DS XL, as far as I know. Interesting. But, but yeah, like the only way that you can make fire and stuff is by using the shoulder buttons. And I got completely stuck because I couldn't play anymore. So Fuck. My, island people starved to death and i decided to never play it again hmm. um but it was a good game for the yeah, time i was I, able to play it 
Yeah, I was thinking of um, when I heard that title. I was thinking of ah, hold on. Uh, yes, I was thinking of the anime Blue Submarine Number Six. That's what I was thinking of. So I do remember oh, yeah. what you were saying, but I um, was thinking of the anime Blue Sub Six, which is um, not to get like completely off topic, but there is um, there is a this is completely off topic, but I am. Um, when I first started like watching anime when I was like in elementary school, like and not, you know, Saturday morning anime, but like like Gundam and Pat Lever and like Macross, like shit that it, that would be on the sci fi channel like one in the morning on Saturdays. Yeah. Like blew my the mind. Weeb shit. It, it, yeah, yeah, the we like the weeb shit. Um it blew my mind and the the only way I could um describe it was like I, f- I felt sad that the the movies were over and i was leaving this like interesting colorful universe like nostalgic it was it was this great nostalgic feeling um and two animes that come to mind whenever i think of like nostalgia is uh armitage 3 the like the the movie version that that was that was like a six episode show where they edited it down into the span of like a movie um and they redubbed it with Kiefer sutherland that Keith Sutherland's always stealing the jobs, man. Yeah. Hey, hey, um, you know, Keith Sullivan is the biggest whitewasher of all time. Man, I got a big stain on my sweater. I didn't notice. Um, and uh and then uh Blue Submarine number six. Like when that that show ended, uh it always left me feeling like super, super nostalgic. I think I'm gonna have to pick um pick that the Blu-ray up of that because that was a really good anime. Do you remember watching that? Yeah, I watched part of it, but I never saw the whole thing. Yeah, it's it's just really trippy like the the planet gets flooded and like there's like fish people and fish demons and the fish girl that befriends the guy is just super adorable and super cute but she's like a you know fish fish girl with like you know fangs um so we got off talk we got way off track that's it that's the end of the show (laughs) (laughs) um i uh i did if anybody's listening to this now if you go to walmart.com uh bloodborne is 13 dollars on walmart.com uh, there's a $22 discount and buy it and then do an in-store pickup. Uh, I did that. So I'm going to, I gotta go to bed. It's almost 11 o'clock my time. So I don't think I'm going to play it tonight. Um, but, uh, that's going to be next on my list. Um, hopefully it's a little bit more faster pace than Dark Souls 3. Cause I got kind of bored with Dark Souls 3, but that's uh, why the review never came out. Yes. Cause I didn't play enough. I, I could have just write, wrote a review that, you know, Hey, wasn't enthralling enough. I see. I like to like get more out of it before I give it a review instead of my review saying like, ah, I don't like it. Mm. Cool. So, uh, that was level 91 guys, as always. Um, you can find us on geekscape.net, lootcrate.com slash geekscape on Twitter at geekscape games. I am at channel hair on Twitter. S is Jacob on gaming platforms. And I'm at you. Also just about everywhere. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you back here next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.